How you doing, mate? You're right. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm all right. I'm all right. Getting, uh, getting, yeah, getting there. Do you watch any of that? Uh, you did watch some of that Argentina Croatia game, didn't you? I did. I just finished. Uh, just finished watching all of it. Jesus. Mm. Did I miss anything in the last minute and a half? Another goal. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I left after the. Um, who scored it? Rakitic goal. Oh, Rakitic made it three 0 Okay, okay. Yeah, I thought you might have missed that one. <laughs> No, no, no. Just about didn't. I didn't see the first goal, though. Like, what? Did uh, Caballero stuff it up? Yeah, so you know when you know when an attacker is rushing the keeper, so the keeper just dinks it over the attacker? So he didn't... He didn't Caballero yeah. didn't... He didn't try to play it around him, didn't try to hoof it. He just tried to dink it over the attacker to the... Obviously, to the Argentinian defender. And as he dinked it, it just looped up in the air. And to be fair to Rebic... Oh, mate. He, to be fair to Rebic, it was an absolute fucking peach of a finish because he just... He's, he just hit it first time yeah. on the volley, so sort of like in midair, swiveled on it, volley straight to the top corner. It was a, a beautiful goal, but the way it came about was, you know, shocking. Um, and uh, Caballero, now, still a good finish, though. Yeah, still a great finish. And now Caballero should be fearing for his life because you know what those South American football fans are like. They can get quite passionate. <laughs> Mate, you know what the South American players are like. There should have been a red in that last ten minutes. Yeah, there should have been. But yeah, but Rebic should have gone off um, for his foul on the, on the touchline, shouldn't he? Because he, when he stamped down Salvio's like shin, he should have gone off for that, I thought. I, I didn't see it. I wasn't, I wasn't watching yeah, full on. Yeah. Rebic shouldn't have been on the pitch to score the goal, to be honest. But it's not going to matter, is it? No one's going to care about that in the morning. It's all going to be that Argentina are terrible and, you know, they've wasted their chance and Messi uh, <laughs> worse than Ronaldo confirmed. <laughs> well, this is it, like especially when Ronaldo's off banging in goals left, right, and centre, leading yeah. Portugal to the most glorious quarterfinal exit that a country could desire. Yeah, he's, Ronaldo has already—he's already scored an open play goal, a pen, a free kick, and a header. He's literally like running the—he's like running the table of ways to score goals. He's got like a, a tournament-wide accumulator on himself. <laughs> yeah. If he knocks an own goal in the next game, we know what's going on. His idea is a little cheeky bet three six five got go on himself for five for five quid. Has he, has he done more money, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he still needs to do left foot, right foot as well, doesn't he? Um, yeah, true. Probably, probably chuck a volley in there as well. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. He's, well. he, he, he's still got a ways to go, but I doubt he's uh, planning on not scoring any goals ever again. <laughs> yeah, I think he might still score some goals. Um, might might carry on doing so. Should we get the England talk out of the way now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, you know what's interesting is um, I was when I was um, nothing was, about it. Well, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I think people have been way too harsh on England, and that's and seriously, dude. I hardly, well, I never ever watch friendlies. I never watch qualifying. I'm always super down on England because for Christ, since 1996. We've never done anything. We've been terrible, you know, embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. All the adjectives you want to throw out there about England, that's what we've been. But I thought we played really well the other night. And we should have had at least, we should have had two penalties. Fucking Lingard hit the post. We missed a couple of glorious chances. Sterling missed a, a great chance. And I thought, you know what? We just need one chance and we'll, we'll get the goal. We'll be okay. And again, it took like to like the last minute. But look at the results that have gone the other way so far. There's been, apart from, I think, maybe two games, nothing's been blow away. Like, all the so-called smaller teams have played really well. So, like, Morocco, Portugal yesterday. Morocco should have got a point out of that game. Uh, Morocco, I think it was Iran, sorry. Iran, Portugal. 
Iran should have got a point out of that game. Peru should have got a point out of the France game today. Um, Mexico beat Germany. Spain were lo- Spain were only lucky to to win their second game. I think one nil. That was after you know like a, a crazy deflection. So for us to get Argentina have lost today. So for us to get a two one win, I'll take it. I'm fine with that. I think they always say there's no easy games in international football, and that was always the joke because there are easy games in international football. But when you get to the World Cup, I mean these some of these teams are dying for their country. They're just leaving it all on the field. And I think, you know, Tunisia were the same. So, I'm, you know, we've got yeah, one. It's good. I think they had some good sort of passing play and they had some good chance creation for the first 35, 40 minutes. But even even then, like, I, I, don't, I don't really stand by the fact that you can say we played well if we missed that many chances. Like, absolute sitters as well. Like... I you know, obviously Lingard hitting the post that's a bit unlucky but like that Sterling one to start was just diabolical even the Lingard one where he scuffed it was a bit was it Lingard or Ali I think it was Lingard I think it was Lingard yeah yeah Lingard that was that was just diabolical and the fact that they just died like I could tell you nothing that happened in that second half apart from the Kane goal at the end I agree absolutely not it was I agree, but... and and that's not that's not a good game of football. That's not like they they started out so well. They really were playing fantastically, but yeah, the majority of it was a forgettable, shabby, boring old England performance. I agree to a point, but there was enough in that first half. There was enough in that first forty minutes that I thought, you know what, we look all right, we look okay, and because like like I just said, some of the results we've had so far, so Uruguay only beat Egypt one 0 and that's without Mo Salah. France 2, Australia 1. Denmark only beat Peru 1-0. Like, you can't name any players from Peru. Um, Mexico obviously beat Germany. Um, what other one was there? There was another one as well. Oh, Japan beat, Japan beat Colombia. I was like, Senegal beat Poland. Uruguay only beat Saudi Arabia 1-0. Portugal, Morocco 1-0. Spain, Iran 1-0. France, Peru 1-0. It's not like these teams. It's not like teams are getting blown away. So I think we'll to go up against a team like that who's going to stick eleven men behind the ball and then just dive at every opportunity. We can get a win out of that. I'll take it. It was a sign of a good team. Teams that play badly and can still win. So I think I think England teams of before would either have lost that game or or drawn it. So I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens against Panama on Sunday when we get trounced like four one against Panama. <laughs> that's that's almost time to uh, time to panic. The Belgian game, the Belgium game is the, is what will make because the Panama game will be. I, I can I can always see it now. The Panama game will be the same. Is that they're going to stick eleven men behind the ball? They're going to work their socks off again. It's their first World Cup. They're dying for their country, dying for their manager, and we've just got to try and grind out a result of some kind. So even a draw to me against Panama is okay. Because like the results so far have shown you that... No! Seriously, the results so far have shown you that there are no... There's no gimmies, unless you're playing Saudi Arabia. Like the first game, Russia 5, so that's it. That was the only gimme of the tournament, so there's been nothing else. Yeah, but Panama are the closest to Saudi Arabia, Arabia that are in the tournament, arguably worse than Saudi Arabia. Like, I don't care, I don't care how, like, you know... Morocco, Egypt, or or whatever has gone like Germany, Mexico. That's not Panama, and they're completely different games. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're coming up against some. You know, it's not like we're playing Mexico or or um or Croatia or whatever or someone who has had a good result. Like, 
you know, do you think Spanish fans are saying like, oh, you know, oh, it's it's not a problem that we, you know, almost lost to Iran or drew with Iran or whatever. Like, it, it's still a problem. Like, we shouldn't we shouldn't go into each game thinking, oh, I'll, I'll take a draw with Panama. Like, no, no, no absolutely I agree. not. But every game so far, it's 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 literally like it's nip and tuck. There's no there's no obvious. You know, I mean, Saudi Arabia got beat five 0 and then they only lost to Uruguay one nil. And in theory, Uruguay have got a better team than Russia. And Saudi, so you would think that Saudi Arabia would be even worse against Uruguay, and they weren't. They should have got a point. Morocco should have got a point against Portugal. Iran should have got a point against Spain. So, and that's the problem: is that when we play Belgium, that's going to be a proper test because Belgium are going to come after us, and then we'll see how we do playing a good team. Because these minnow teams are just they're so hard to play against. It's so hard to break down eleven men. It's ridiculous. It's like playing. It's like playing the trap. <laughs> like it's so hard to break is down. It, <laughs> these teams just trying. It's to like playing against Stoke on a rainy Tuesday. Yeah, it's so difficult to do. And I just think we need to. Um... And for the first time in a long time as well, we've got a young team. This is the youngest team we've ever taken to a World Cup. And after years of moaning about, me especially, years of moaning about us to always taking the same old players, I'm happy that we've just got a young team. I'm, I'm all for it. Great, just let them go and play. And we've actually got we've actually got a world-class striker who can stick the ball in the back of the onion bag, which is not for a long time. So, the game against... It's, it's true. Like This is this is the making of what, what Germany were doing a few years ago when they were like, right, let's just stick a young team together, take them to the tournaments and hope that that blossoms into something yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And, I mean, I know Pan- I like I said about Panama, they lost 3-0 to Belgium. But that first half, Belgium were nothing. I mean, Belgium have got a great team. Like, on paper, they've got one of the best teams in the tournament. But they struggled so much in that first half against Panama. It was only after the first goal went in and Panama then had to start playing that it made a difference. Like, if if, if, it's the same, if the same thing happens and we score against Panama first and they don't score for like 10, 15 minutes, the same thing will happen to them again. We, we will then be able to dictate the game, which is what Belgium ended up doing. Because Panama then had to go and try and win. Whereas when you've got like 11 behind the ball, you're just going to sit there and take your point in the first game, aren't you? So, so yeah. Yeah, it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting Sunday afternoon. It will. It will for sure. Um... I've enjoyed the tournament so far. I thought yesterday's games all were all the worst games, but it's been some good stuff so far. Um, I love the World Cup; it's great. I haven't uh, I haven't watched too much. Like it's it's just so nice to have it around, you know, like the the buzz and the vibes that you get out of it. Like, yeah, it's just it's just fun. It's like the Olympics, really, but with much more interesting sport. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you know what the best thing is? It's when they show like. Um, They'll show the the uh, oh god the commentary from like they'll show the the commentary from like Croatian TV or something, and it's just because it's their country they just they they lose all sense of sort of um, neutralism. They're just like yes 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 in their in their language, and I love that as well. And I love seeing sort of like Panama. Um, there was some American. It might have been on it might have been on one of the Spanish stations in America, but they were showing the Panama game. And the two guys who present the show were just stood up, belting out the national anthem. I just thought, oh, this is beautiful. I think I, I think I, I think I retweeted that and just put like the forties ace, and it was just amazing. It's amazing to watch. It just brings everyone together, and I love it. Yeah, the World Cup's fucking ace. I love the World Cup so much. 
always has been and always will be just the most wonderful thing that's that ever happens on this green earth like absolutely it's just the like the the controversies you get and the excitements and the upset it's it's the um yeah so it's the it's the clash of it's the clash of not just footballing culture but literal culture so group h is colombia japan poland senegal I mean, literally four teams from every corner of the earth. And you just think, oh my God, you're getting all these different countries mixing together at the same time and all these different fans. And, and oh, it's just brilliant. I love it so much. I love it so much. And I think, especially being like, you know, ultimately Premiership and Champions League fans because of where we are in the world, like you get to see all these weird players that you've never heard of and they're doing crazy shit and like. Yeah, like all the, the the players in Japan playing their socks off, and like always watching the African teams is fantastic to watch because there's just so much skill there and stuff. And yeah, it's just it's a bit of a circus, really, Dan, isn't it? It is a circus. It is a circus, and that's why it's great. That's why it's uh, that's why it's so much fun. I agree. I agree as well about like no, like learning about players that you don't normally see and stuff. Because again, you only you only know about the best players. Because even if someone's really mm. good in Argentina or something, you'll hear about them because they end up getting a move to Real Madrid or Barcelona or, you know, like Paolo Dybala or something. I'd heard about him because he was always linked with coming over to England, uh, coming over to Europe at a young age. So I'd heard about him since he was about 13 or 14 or something. But then you get players, like you say, players from Costa Rica or that you've just never heard of before. You think, oh my God, this guy's pretty good. And it's a window for them as well to try and get themselves a move to like a bigger team or something like that. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Who's uh, and like you get all the people that you're. Know, oh snap! I didn't know he was still playing. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was one in the Argentina game. I forget who it was. I'm just trying to find it now. Scrabble quickly. But like players like um, like Tim Cahill's still going sort of thing, and like he's not in the in the first team for for Australia, but it was still cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who am I? Right, I'm looking Thinking at the lineups now. Oh, shit. Maybe I made it up. Who came on? Well, like, like uh, Everben Asia. I think yeah, it was definitely someone who came on. There's only Higuain, Dybala and Pavon came on for Argentina. No, it can't have been someone who came on then. Yeah, I'm not sure who it would be. For is, oh, Chorluca came on. Chorluca, that's who I was thinking. Charlie. Yeah, Verdun Chorluca, yeah, like Charlie Chorluca. That's <laughs> yeah, I can't. He used to play for Spurs, didn't yeah, he? He did, he did, he did. There you go, little little oddities like that. Like he's only thirty-two, so he's not exactly like a, a fossil coming out of the. Uh... But it's just names you haven't heard for a long time, and it's like, oh fucking hell, look at him go. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, there was someone else as well. I thought about that, and they were they were obviously now in the uh, the global money smog market that is China. And I was like, where's he playing now? So obviously, oh, he's in China. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Is that old uh, Yuri Zhirkov by any chance? <laughs> it wasn't Zhirkov, actually. No, I don't know. He's, he's playing in Russia. There's, I think I know who you're thinking of. But I can't remember who you're thinking of. I know. So, uh, it's annoying. Another excellent bit of broadcasting from Two Brits, One Park. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this isn't our fault. This is football. Well, this isn't our forte. We're obviously hockey men more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apart from the fact that I think my if you uh, if you unzipped me, you'd see a mitre logo on the inside of my back. 
I'd have to have um, I'd have to have like three I'd have to have three kind of pieces of apparatus because I'd have to I try and split my time equally between football and American football and hockey. So, so so what you'd have a um, a Sondico logo. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's, that's a that's a deep cut for absolutely nobody. That is, God, that's one of the deepest football cuts I've ever heard. A Sondico logo, fucking hell! <laughs> there you go, there you go. A man, a man of a certain income. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've got, and I've got to wear high tech trainers as well to play football. Uh-huh. <laughs> In my cap and tracksuit. <laughs> Oh, mate, I remember the first first pair of football boots uh, I got were like a pair of hand-me-downs from my dad and they were these like, these like black and a little bit of green kappa boots and they were so crusty with mud, it was beautiful. Yeah, Jesus. That's what it must be like, you know, for like hockey players. Like, oh yeah, this used to be my dad's, this was my dad's stick. He gave it to me when I was when I was 17 or something. It's the same for us in footy. These are my da- I got my dad's boots as well, my dad's old boots. <laughs> Just like, I was like, I can't play nice. Like fucking hell. They were like steel toe caps or something. <laughs> okay. All my friends are wearing Predators and you've given me a pair of bloody <laughs> Asics. <laughs> from fucking Charles Charlie Charles from like the 1850s. Fucking <laughs> hell. Anyway. Terrible. Should we uh should we transition? Well here's a alright. If any of you are wondering why me and Will are talking about football, it's because it's the off season and nothing <laughs> ever fucking happens in the off season. It's so boring. I mean, Jesus, well, I mean, all, all we, right, there's literally, all we could talk about is, you know, the awards, Austin Watson, maybe, you know, could have been beating up his missus, allegedly, all the stuff with the Senate. Probably did beat his missus up. Panera might want to trade, Tavares, what's he doing? Trotz is out, Trotz is now in somewhere else, there's a trade for Galchenyuk and Domi, there's, you know, obviously the Hoffman shit, apparently Obama's a Blackhawks fan, there's Ovi doing his crazy shit. The NHL Gaming World Championships has finished. You're going to tell us who that video games addict was from like a month ago that we forgot to talk about. I mean, there's nothing else to talk about. It's just so boring. So with all that, <laughs> what do you want to start with? gonna say you've just listed off like 15 things and we're gonna spend half an hour on one thing 45 minutes on another and then try and squeeze three things into 15 minutes it's gonna be great cram things in. um do you know what cra- oi, oi. Let's, let's let's get your um i want to get because you weren't here last week because you're a judas i want to get your oh yeah <laughs> i want to get your hot sense takes on everything i don't want to have hot takes on i'll have hot takes on the trades but like I hate talking about terrible things. Like it's just and 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 what's supposedly happened with uh, Monica Carrick Clark was it Carrick Carrick? There we go. Michael Carrick's uh, ex-wife. <laughs> Carrick's ex-wife. Monica Carrick. <laughs> Always hated Michael Carrick, but that's not, that's a story for another day. Um, He's a great player. Yeah, supposedly what's happened there is just it's despicable. Like it's absolutely unspeakable. What sort of piece of shit does that to a person? Absolutely like, psycho move. 
even even if you take out the wishing death upon an unborn child and then uh, you know, lording over the fact that they've had a stillborn, like even if you r- remove that next level diabolical evil you know, activity, months and months of of you know wishing death upon a person and wishing a, a debilitating injury to a husband so he can't can't uh, earn his money anymore in his career, like it's. It's just ridiculous. Like I can't, I I can and can't believe that people like that exist. And and the fact that like Mike Hoffman lets this stuff go, like yeah, you know, obviously plenty of people have have spouses of, of you know either sex or either either persuasion, whatever, who are a little bit maybe not the nicest people, but they see they see something in them, you know, all that. I'm not going to turn to fucking Doctor Filler, but like I couldn't love someone if I knew that they had done that love is- whether I've been with them for 30 minutes or 30 years sort of thing if I found out someone had been doing that to to yeah, even if it's a colleague that maybe maybe Hoffman and Carlson don't get on maybe Hoffman is some you know he hates Carlson because he hates the three musketeers or whatever but even, even if he doesn't like him if I found out that I was in a relationship with someone who had the capacity to do that sort of thing nah like it's no, it's over. Like love is blind. Well, you... love is blind. <sighs> blind people can still read braille, Dan. That's true. Didn't he? Um... There you go. And I think, <laughs> and I think Monica Carrick should have braille on her. Like you get in a bottle of bleach. Like do not open. Do not drink. <laughs> cause will <laughs> cause death. <laughs> um, has he been with her since they were like teenagers or something? Yeah, I think it's been yeah. like over a decade. You see, you see, there's the problem. There's the problem. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. It's a, it, I think it's as simple as that. Is that he doesn't know any better, and he just thinks, oh, this is what it's like. <laughs> and that's this that's, is how people are. Yeah, I can sort of understand it, especially if he's been in that insular hockey world for so many years as yeah, well. Exactly. Like he doesn't understand what real life is. Full stop. And if he's been with this. Like this can't be the first time that she's done something along these lines. You don't, you don't go from being like a perfectly well-adjusted, rational human being to wishing death upon an unborn child. So yeah, maybe maybe he does think it's it's regular, but yeah, it's 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 a weird one and a and a, a hard one in some ways because because on paper you don't want the actions of a spouse to to affect. Um, yeah, your perception of a player on or off the ice, or like how how he would influence the changing room and stuff like that. But it really made me think about something because my my sister works in childcare. She works for like a nursery. Oh, okay, yeah. And she was tell she was telling me the other day that nowadays, if you're having a DBS check to work with kids, yeah, they have to do like a like a light DBS check on your on your partner or spouse as well. Makes sense. It, was, it just came from from a, an incident a few years ago where you know basically a spouse was influencing someone to to do very very indecent things. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard um, that before. Yeah, and yeah, it, it just made me think about like yeah, how much the, the company you keep can influence the way you act or really reflect the type of person that you actually are, even if you maybe don't have any prior history of doing this sort of thing. If you're keeping bad company there's a chance that you're going to fall into that sort of behaviour yeah. yourself. And I, I really think that applies in this case. Like, if if Mike Hoffman doesn't see this as, as enough of a reason to, to break off a relationship with this 
potentially horrible woman. Like, forgive me if it comes out that this is all a hoax or whatever, but... Yeah, but, I, I yeah, mean, I like, got... yeah, how many ex, how many is ex it... and current sends, wives and girlfriends came out and went, oh, yeah, we, we this is true. We, we're totally on with this. The, like, exactly, and I... Re- and I really do think that you know, while while there's all this worry about oh, what's his link to to Monica Carrick gonna do to to the dynamic in in now the Florida dressing room like now, nah, I think that's indicative of the type of person Mike Hoffman really is, to be honest. And it's um, it's a shame. I think it's always a shame when when athletes come out and it turns out they're not actually very good people. I know we sh- we shouldn't necessarily expect a higher standard of them because they all are all just people, and people are shit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a bit sad. Just a bit sad. And um, busting out a, more busting than a, out a Slipknot song title there. I, I was going to say, <laughs> if if I'd have said people equal shit, then that'd have been that'd have been too much. We'd have yeah, had to pay exactly. some royalties or something. <laughs> yeah. I know. Fucking hell, it's insane. And. Um, like I said, some like I said last week, somebody made the point that when you sign a player, you know the wives and the girlfriends, they're they're part of the hockey family because they you know they go to the games, they they have their own you know place where they can all get you know while the games run they can all sit down and have a talk and they all get on and you know they try and sort of bond together for the you know probably maybe sometimes for the good of the team like let's all be friends mm. let's all get on that way you know all the guys are gonna get together and we can all go out for dinner and it's all nice and. You know, so the guys don't have to worry too much about what's going on behind the scenes, and you know, like the Florida Panthers, sort of wives and girlfriends of these of these players now must be thinking, "Oh, what the fuck!" And they're gonna, I mean, Christ, what do you do in that situation if she, you know, now she's gonna come into those like those areas where the wives and girlfriends are? Do you just come out and ask her? Do you act nicely? Do you shun her? Like, what the? F- I mean, that's that's insane because that's then gonna rub off on the Panthers players because if you know. Like if you work with somebody, and and his missus is like an absolute you know nutbag, or even if you work with a woman and her husband's a nutbag, you don't want to get together for dinner or double dates and shit like that because you're just thinking, oh god, like I'd rather not. And I think that's just gonna, I don't know, it's gonna um, I think it's gonna cause some ruckus. That's for sure. Where where it's such a tightly knit workplace as well. And it really does seem like, like you said, it's a hockey family, isn't it? It's it's very much, you know, most teams do have that culture of caring about each other, caring about each other's families, and like you said, getting together for big dinners and stuff. And yeah. and even like like the the wives and girlfriends, it's it's a good support network to have because they're the only people around that really know the sort of life that you live and the the struggles that you might have from having your husband or, or partner being a professional hockey player. So yeah, you understand. Yeah, you're a bit um, you're a bit stuck, and it, it would be interesting because like the the Panthers team's quite young to an extent. You think the core at the very least, like Ekblad, Barkov, Trocheck, Bugstad, Huberdo, Jared McCann, um, they're all quite young players. To an, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, not to say they're immature or anything, but it'd be interesting to see how how that dynamic handles the situation. Like I think it'd be very different to. Say if he had stayed in San Jose, which was obviously never going to happen, but I think you know a group of like you know Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Flasic, Burns—they're all sort of I don't know elder statesmen sort of yeah. thing, aren't they? So I think they'd be a, on paper a bit better equipped to deal with that sort of thing. So yeah, well, Dale, Dale Talon said and, them 
Sorry, go on. You finish off. I'll, I need to go. I, I, I was just going to say this. It's really interesting the fact that he, Hoffman's ended up in a in a franchise that hasn't. You know, it's not been without its own struggles of of late. Obviously, not turmoil on the on the same level that Ottawa's been in because no other team has been in that <laughs> level of absolute kookiness. Maybe in sports history, but, yeah. in a year, in the span of a year. <laughs> I think so. Absolutely, it's got to be the most mental year that any sports team has ever, like, ever experienced. And 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 yeah, the the Panthers have had oddities in their recent history as well. So it's funny. Yeah, just I I don't know how how that's going to line up with with Hoffman being there now, but it's just a bit funny, isn't it? I know. Well, Del, yeah, Del Talon said that they'd spoken. Is you know the team who were. Um, putting together this deal to get Hoffman said they spoke to a lot of people and whatever happened is all in the past which clearly means it's true <laughs> because if it nothing had happened yeah, yeah exactly if nothing had happened you would have just said look we spoke to people we don't know where this is coming from but we'll take him we'll happily have him he's a great player no he just said it's all in the past <laughs> fucking yeah clearly it's true then fucking hell um, did you see there was an interview with uh, Pierre Dorian about so I saw about two hours, three hours before we came on. Did you see what? Did you see anything that he said in it? Oh, I saw the quote. Uh, our dressing room is broken. Was that it? Yeah, he had to be. He had to be. There's quite. There's a couple actually. He had to be traded for chemistry because the locker room was clearly broken. Uh, he said as well. And again, unless he knows something we don't, the Sens will be greatly improved next season. I don't know how. I guess the first piece of that was Michael Bodka. <laughs> He's the first part of greatly improving that team. I, I can't wait until their first line is is a uh, Marion Gabrick, Michael Bonker, and and the, the ghost of Matt Duchesne. <laughs> like you know those NHL like media availability photos of Duchesne at the start of last season when he was still with the Abs, and he just looks so despondent and depressed. Yep. We're going to get a repeat of those this year, just as he's going to be wearing a Sens jersey. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, it's, it's, it's fucking beautiful. And then it's he fucking said, beautiful. Should we, should we talk about those trades then? Get a, just quickly. Put a, put a rubber stamp on Hoffman? Just quickly. Oh. And then Dorian also said, you can talk to every GM in our division, they all got calls about Mike Hoffman. That's clearly a blatant lie. Right? Because why would well, you? Be, absolutely. Because, well, and go on. If you want to, you want to break down. The, this leads us into breaking down the trade, which is if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, perfectly so. Because because you look at this trade, and the 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 first part of it, the Oran Sanos a bit, screams to me of Pierre Dorian got a call from Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson was the first, well, apart from Dale Talon, which has, has come out, that Dale Talon wanted to speak, to, well, spoke to him about it a week ago before this all came out. And um, the Senators wanted a roster player for whatever reason, and, and the Panthers weren't willing to do that. So I reckon the second person to call him must have been Doug Wilson, and Dorian was like, fuck it, let's just get rid of him. Yeah. And that's loopy, absolutely loopy. There are thousands of other players that fit the bulk and mould of a not particularly good player being paid right out the arse, you know, who could have, you know, brought the ends up to the cap floor, which seems what they're what they're trying to do, and yet still fill a space on your uh, on your on your roster at forward. There are so many other players that could have done that for you. 
that um that would arguably be better than the Mikkelbodka. Absolutely. Like um you could have done something with Edmonton for Milan Lucic if he would have waived his no trade, which I assume he has, because why wouldn't he? Yeah. Um And you know Edmonton's gonna take a hit on his cap you know, they've got to retain some of that salary. So you, I think I didn't I don't I can't remember if I said this last week or not, but to me Lucic for four million, that's decent. You know, stick him on the second line, the third line for four million. That's I'm fine. I'd be fine with that as a as a team. If I, you know, if if I was getting Lucic for that, I think four million is you know a fine a fine price. I, I, I forget who wrote it. There was something in the Athletic this week. It might have been um, Low Tide, whoever Low Tide is. I forget. But anyway, it was someone writing about Lucic and comparing his uh, his sort of expected points to um, to other people in similar situations who had a drop off at his age 29, 30 season, whatever it was. Yeah. Basically, people in Lucic's position. And by uh, by history, it looks like he's not going to top 43 points ever again. Yeah. And that's if he stays in the league. So. Yeah, I think Lucic for four million is still a bit of an overpayment, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, well, it's better than, but yeah, there there is better better than Michael Booker. Hell yeah. yeah! Like, and and this is it. There are so many other better players that the Sens could have gotten, but maybe they don't want a better player than Michael Booker. Yeah, maybe not. Well, yeah, but but it doesn't matter because because it cut. They said that they're gonna they they're gonna keep their pick this year. So if the plan is to take Michael Bodka to bottom out next year, well, that's going to go to Colorado anyway. Oh, mate, <laughs> it, if I'm if I'm Pierre Dorian, I'm speaking to Joe Sackick every single day. Yeah, me too. To say, what can I do to get that pick back? Can I do anything? The, the thing that I've been I've been floating in my head because Carlson's apparently asked for a trade request. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to get rid of him anyway. If if we can sidebar a little bit, if I'm Eric Carlson, I want out of Ottawa, no question. I don't give a shit that Mike Hoffman's gone. Yeah. For for me, there'd be nothing but bad memories here. This is a, a franchise that has been shite for years, has refused to pay me the money that I'm worth. And again, without getting too personal or, or down about it, this is a place where I lost my unborn son. Like I want to get this place so far in my rearview mirror that I can't even see it. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, a complete fresh start. Go somewhere new, different climate. Fuck it, get some sun or something, whatever, you know, just a different area completely, and just meet new people Abs- and, and like treat, absolutely treat Ottawa like it's a past life or something. Yeah, like it's a like it's a weird fever dream that you never yeah, really lived. Yeah, and just start again. But to that end, if I'm Pierre Dorian, I've got to be resigned to that fact by that point by now. And I I turn to like I don't think Colorado have been linked to Carson at all, but I turn to him and say, look. Carlson, give a, give us our pick back and something else, and maybe we'll talk about it. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. If you sort of on paper give them the fourth overall pick this year, and then trade them Carlson for the fourth overall pick and a decent prospect, I think that's as fair as a deal as you can get. Yeah, because again, it's we've said this before, but if you know a player wants out, you're fucking, you're um, what's the word? <laughs> Ability to, to do a deal, just it's just gone. It's so gone. And Carlson, I don't know. I mean, they should. I mean, they should try. But I don't know if teams maybe just sit and think. Hmm. Maybe you know we move some things around. Maybe let him hit free agency, and we'll go from there. 
I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to oh, do because it's no, such a shit show. You've even if you trade him for a sixth round pick, that's better than letting him walk. Like you don't want to end up in the Islander no, situation where you've just lost the most valuable trade piece in the history of your franchise. I agree, but for this, this is the Senators we're talking about. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's really come out that Pierre Dorian is like Chiarelli on fucking PCP. It's true. It's true. And just remind reminder as well that at the trade deadline, the asking price for Hoffman was a first and a really good prospect. And, and apparently they had that offer from the Jets. Yeah. They had an offer of a first round pick and a decent prospect. Yeah. Oh my god. And um and, and have you heard it heard it said that Dorian was trying to move him just before all this stuff came out? No, I didn't hear that. And the price had significantly dropped. Shit. Oh my god. So he was blatantly just trying to get rid of him before it all came out, which is the snakiest of snaky moves, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, you got to. You gotta do that. Just something else as well, because again, we don't want to get onto our usual topic of discussing one thing, like you said, for fifty five minutes and then <laughs> rushing the rest. Um if you're a Sense fan at this point, do you not just think let's just fuck this team off completely? And we'll just wait for 10 years. <laughs> Something bad will happen somewhere else. And we'll just get another team back. We'll just get... We'll just get... Batman will send one back here. And we'll just start again. Just fuck it. Let's just start again. <laughs> because it's a disaster. Everything's gone wrong. Like, they couldn't... They, they had trouble selling tickets last year. How many tickets are they going to sell this year? Like, seriously. Uh, I'm going to say four. Yeah. I mean... It's going to be, you know, like they tarped off the upper deck last year. I hope you like fucking looking at lots of uh, black tarp because that's all you're going to see. There's going to be no sense fans at any games. It's going to be a dumpster fire over there. I think if I'm a sense fan right now, I'm considering getting seriously into mountain biking or <laughs> kayaking or just any sort of hobby that's going to take me away from a television so I don't have to witness this anymore. Yeah. I've really, I've really got into fishing over the past couple of weeks. I think I'll start. It's true, though, isn't it? I've really, really gone into redecorating my house every single week. <laughs> yeah. As well as with the, uh, with the bad, let's, uh, let's pray some good work here. Fucking what a job by Doug Wilson. He gets, he gets rid of vodka and trades a sixth in exchange for a second, a fourth, two fifths. He gets rid of four million in cap space and then six million in real cash. That is a great job. And now the Sharks have got like a fair amount of cap space as well to play with. He's he's absolutely dick turpin the entire league. Like that's that's what a GM is. Like he's you know, everyone else sit down and take notes. He should he's he's done his job, whereas the other thirty of you have not done your job. Like it seems like it seems like just so it seems like the GMs, like you have camp A and camp B. And there's no Venn diagram, like, there's no bit in the middle where they overlap. They're either all doing awesome moves and clever deals, or they're all just idiots and shit. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be, like, a mixture. Yeah, but I think it's like a it's like a symbiotic relationship where Camp A need Camp B to pull all their ridiculous <laughs> it's like, moves. Yeah, it's like yin and yang. It's like, I think, I think it's, it's like Batman and the Joker. Like what, what? <laughs> yeah, they need each other to coexist. Yeah, one thing can't exist without, without the other. Without one. a cheer ready, you cannot have an eyes on man. <laughs> it's so true. But like Doug Wilson's mugged off two of his um 
two of his compatriots in, in one move because he's absolutely fleeced Pierre Dorian for, for Mike Hoffman. And then he's he's managed to turn around to Dale Talon. Probably probably on the same phone call. Like he's probably hung up from Dorian, gone straight back to Talon, like, oh sorry, Dave, I was just having a poo. Um <laughs> right, so I've just bought this sack of potatoes for twenty five P. I'm gonna sell it to you for seventy five P. How does that sound? And Dale Talon's like you're an absolute saint. Thank you very much, Doug. I'll happily take that three times inflated cost sack of potatoes. That's other what that's other half is actually a serial cyberbullyist. Um, thank you very much for your custom. I know. I want to give a. I'll give a um, a shout out to Dimitri Filipovic as well. Who had a good tweet, which was uh, Mike Hoffman gets traded. Sends fans. I mean, that's the best they could get. Literally an hour later. Sharks get more. <laughs> it's just brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely loopy. Absolutely loopy. Like people have said that the reason Wilson got more than, than Dorian was because Dorian had to trade had to trade Hoffman, whereas Wilson didn't. Which is which is fair. That's it's fair, fair enough, That's but fair. I mean And it's not it's not a bounty. It's not like they came away with you know, Alexander Barkov and and fucking Aaron Ekblad or anything like that, but but still what was it, a second and fourth and a fifth? Yeah. Still a crazy bounty for when they they gave away a negative asset, um, a non-starter of a prospect, and swapped a sixth round for a fifth round pick. Like it's absolutely loopy. Like Doug Wilson's got to be one of the top three GMs for next year for the for the GM of the Year award already, <laughs> just with that one deal. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, then that links us on to maybe two topics. Do you want to go awards or do you want to go uh, the Sharks having a bit of money and do they now make a look and a play for Tavares? What do you want to do first? Should we should we go awards? Because um, Cause the awards will be quite because I don't really care. <laughs> but this, this is it. Like I was on Twitter this morning and I saw all the uh, all the awards voting ballots coming out and I thought, oh, well, yeah, of course. Like with you know them being published this year, like of course they were going to be leaked before the awards tonight. Yeah, <laughs> and I hadn't, I hadn't clocked Realized. at all that it was last night. It was last night, it yeah. felt like there was no promotion whatsoever of these awards until, oh, okay, all well, the awards have happened. Fair enough. And there was no, um, there was no surprises either, was there? That was the thing as well. Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, well, I, I suppose it's not really a surprise, but like Taylor Hall getting the heart, it could have gone either way with him and McKinnon. Did you see how close it was? Um, that was, um, it was super that was, close that was as close as it, yeah, yeah, super close. What it was, was like thirteen points between them or something like that. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was honestly forty points, thirty-five points, something like that. It it was close enough. There was only a couple of votes on. Yeah, yeah, it was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the closest. Um, it was the closest one. And what. I think the right. I think the right person won. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, I'd I'd have been happy either way. To be honest, I don't think there was a bad choice there. Um, nice to see Taylor Hall getting a bit of bit of recognition. Recognition, but um, yeah, I think he was only the second yeah. left second left winger in history to win it. Which is uh, only him and Ovi. I'm sure I said he was only the second left. I, I, I'm sure I read that this morning. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, go on. Daniel has Daniel Sadin not won it. Maybe he did. I might have read the tweet wrong, to be honest. I read it first. I read it like literally as I woke up at like fucking whatever time it was. So I could have got that completely wrong. <laughs> no one print that in case it's wrong. Um, 
Taylor Hall is the 22nd left winger to win the Hart Trophy. <laughs> yeah. That's got that's got to be bullshit. Anyway, um who who else was there? Who like Rene with the Vesna? Yeah, fair enough. What very blase about it to be honest, Dan. Just whatever. Doing a couple of things I want to say was um I think it's nice of uh uh Tart and the Patrice Bergeron Award. That was good to see someone else win it for a change. And I thought it was interesting. And I get it's I get it's you know, you can't predict and everything, but I think it's interesting that neither of the teams who made it to the Stanley Cup final had a representative in the first all star team or the second all star team. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Which isn't is it? really something when you think about it. And again, I've said it before a million times. Why do we bother even predict, trying to predict what's going to happen? <laughs> we have no idea. Well, especially when it comes to the um, to the awards and stuff like that's just I don't know. It's so out there. Which is why I'm thinking next season I might put five quid on like five different teams to win the cup at just wacky odds. So I might have like five quid on the Sens, five quid on the Canucks, five quid on the Canadians. And then maybe two others, just you know, because you never know. It's it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. You you just never know. I'd yeah, I'd definitely put some money on the sense because it's probably going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, you you were close with your completely misread stat this cool, morning. Cool. As uh, he is the fifth left winger in history to win the Hart Trophy. So five two. Close enough. I could have been looking at my phone. Maybe I didn't put my eyes in properly this morning. They could have been upside down, and I read the five as a two. Could have like back to front quite easily. Yeah. So we had uh, Aurel Joliat, the uh, famous left, -wing left winger <laughs> for the Montreal Canadiens that I'd uh, <laughs> never heard of. Yeah. Um, then Toe Blake, obviously. Who could forget the man named Toe? Of course. Um, some player called Bob Bobby Hull. Um, never heard of him either. Never heard of him. No, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, unsurprisingly, Alex Ovechkin, who got it back to back in uh, 2008 and 2009. Never knew he had back to back heart oh, trophies. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually just secretly not even a hockey fan itself, which is a bit poor. And um, Toe Blake. Yeah, finally, Taylor Hall this year. Toe Blake nice. from the famous Good for hockey. Taylor. Uh, Toe Blake from the famous hockey family with his, uh, his brother, the goalie Fingers Blake. And his dad, the coach, Brain Blake. Little known start there. Brain, Brain Blake. Brain Blake. He <laughs> was going to be called Brian, but his dad was illiterate, and it just sort of stuck. <laughs> he's like me, but he's got he's got real dyslexia. I've got numerical dyslexia. All my twos are fives. I never realised. I've been this whole time going through life. <laughs> Daniel, keep, Daniel, keep coming to the counter. I was like, what do you mean I haven't got enough money? <sighs> yeah. All right, let me do. Let me dig out another few quid. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. These two things are kind of linked now, obviously, because fucking today, as we, uh, I'd put on the run sheet. There's obviously trots out, secret contract extensions, blah blah blah. Where's it going to end up? Well, the these are going to end up at the Islanders with Lou. It's uh, it's already been done and dusted. The terms of his deal are not out there, um, not been released. You have to think. You have to think now that Tavares is going to stay. Because why would Trotz go there unless, right? Yeah, but... Unless Barry Trotz is still so wanna... desperate for money, he just took the first thing that was offered to him, which would be insane. But but, but I, I thought... I'd made a little note to myself that 
okay, he wants he want the rumor was he wanted five at five million, which is fair enough. Do you know what? Yeah, if if he he's just won a Stanley Cup, he won two Presidents Trophies. He's never going to be hotter as a as sort of as a free agent coach, if you will. He can probably command the price. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe if he waits a bit longer, maybe waits till if he's thinking about it just like personally and selfishly, maybe a good team starts off slow or something. Barry Trotz is still out there, kind of lingering around. Maybe a team then goes, all right, we didn't take you before, but what would you like? And he can maybe get a bit more money. Um, but I was surprised he went there straight away. Um, yeah, but yeah, you were you surprised at that? Um. Yeah, yeah, I think I have been a bit surprised to be honest. Obviously, it'll, I think you're right. It does probably indicate that Tavares is sticking around. I think we all knew in our heart of hearts that he was going to stick around. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, like you know, whenever he came to his decision, because he's just that kind of boring hockey player that we've come to expect. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I, I just I can't I can't get into Trotz's mindset necessarily like I, I wouldn't want to go to the Islanders if I didn't have Tavares um, guaranteed but then if he is guaranteed there are worse teams to end up at like they've got a couple of picks in the draft this year so they can either use that to to build for the future or, or as a lot of people are saying they're going to end up trading them for a bit of more immediate help Yeah, um, they've got a fantastic one-two punch of Tavares and Barzal down the middle yeah uh, decent, decent top six really if Vivellier carries on the development that he's shown already Jordan Eberle, um Josh Bailey as well and Anders Lee that's a, that's a decent top six that's as good a top six as you can ask for really yeah, it's arguably as good a top six as you need like to, to, to do damage in yeah. yeah oh no question about it so they've been a funny team for a while the Islanders because if you put a decent a bit like the Jets in some ways not quite as well equipped up front or in, in the back but it's a situation of chuck a decent goalie in there that can make a save more than one in five and um and yeah you've got a different story so I think if they they're probably going to end up making a swing for Philip Grubauer or someone like that uh, this summer say, yeah, say, um, yeah. and we, we could have a completely different story with the Islanders next year they could easily jump straight back into the playoffs and as we've seen, they could do some damage like crazy shit happens every year. They could easily get to get to the conference finals if if the if the chips fall in the right pattern, Daniel. I'm guessing is I'm guessing Trotz is I mean it's the hockey thing well it's a thing in sports is you gotta make your money now. And I think if it's rumours he, he wants five at five and then Lou just goes to him and say, You'll get five at five if you come to us and he's gone, Alright then yeah, fine. That's that's all I wanted, that's what I've got, I may as well take it. It's like you said. It's not the worst team to be at. Um, if Tavares stays, yeah, they've got an absolute megastar center who can do great things. They've got some picks to play around with. They can maybe a couple of those. Like you say, they get a goalie. Things look a bit different there, don't they? Um, it was weird about. <coughs> excuse me. The thing about his about his contract, though, wasn't it? Was that he was making one and a half, and then it was like, if he wins a Stanley Cup, he gets three hundred grand bonus. I mean. <laughs> Or like a three hundred grand. So a three hundred grand and a, and a two year yeah. extension or something. Added on, and then you get, and then you get and it's like two years. So we had to, you know, he had to resign. It wasn't like, as I'm reading it, he wasn't. He just left because he had then he had to resign because it was a two year extension with a three hundred grand bump. And I don't blame him either. I don't blame him. If you're making one point eight million, 
but then like um, oh fucking uh, who's the guy at the Rangers uh, 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 David Quinn David Quinn the new guy at the Rangers yeah David yeah. Quinn you know th- th- David Quinn's on 2.4 and you th- <laughs> you're like hang on a minute I've just won the fucking cup like I've literally just knocked out and destroyed all these curses from the you know from the caps for the past 40 odd years or whatever it is you know I, I should be getting paid more than that I think and, uh, yeah, but I don't know why you'd sign that extension sort of condition know, in the first place. Because, yeah, if you've won the Stanley Cup, you're going to be worth... Winning the Stanley Cup, for me, is worth more than 300 grand a year. Yeah, way more. Especially in this... Yeah, like, you'd, you'd say, no, I want my salary doubled at the very least. And especially now, like, the Babcock and Crandall contracts, it's just, you know, it skews everything way too much. And as yeah, like you say, I just... I had this image in my head that... You know, for like all season, it was you know okay. Barry Trotz is going to be out, and there was there was a few points as well that you know I've been reading a little bit about it. That there was a few points in this season that okay, if he loses the next game, that's it, he's done, and you know they win or they'd win like the next four or five or something. So they're to kind of keep going just in case. And I like the idea that as Ovi's like skating around the ice with the cup and there's tits on the glass and everyone's happy. Barry Trotz in his mind is going, oh fuck. Oh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> like he's kind of, he just realised like what's going to happen now with all this contract and stuff. You know, he's got to try and sort something out. Or he's like, he's like arm in arm with Brian McLennan there, like celebrating the cup, and he just turns to McLennan and whispers in his ear, "I quit, you prick." <laughs> <laughs> is um, yeah, like he's hugging. Is it a uh, oh fucking hell? My brain today. Todd Reardon, right? Is like rumoured that it's going to be him that's taking over. Um, mm. As they're hugging, as the, as, the, as the buzzer goes, he says something like, "Even after my seat all year, you couldn't." <laughs> Fine, <laughs> you filthy Judas, you fucking Judas. You can have it. You can have it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and then he's like, "Yay!" He's just on the ice celebrating. Um, yeah, very weird, very weird. So in Tavares, then, there was the. Did you hear about the leaps? We're gonna do some kind of promotional video to try and woo him. Yeah, they like rented rented some ice time and, yeah. and got people down to skate for it or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Weird. They said as well. They said as well that if if there was a chance they could get. Here's the thing: if Tavares just signs a deal, he's crazy he, without talking to anybody. If he's if he's because again, I know it's like you know you can't actually sign a contract till July first. Fine, but you can at least go and talk to people. I don't, you know, fuck it. Everyone's talking to everyone. OEL's already signed. Or OEL's already agreed to his contract. For fuck's sake, it's already been fucking released. Um, the Leafs said that they were going to try and sort of woo him with alternative methods, and I was thinking, ooh, <laughs> I wonder what that means. <laughs> like, and I was thinking maybe it's something like you know you find the most expensive like school, and it's. Like, you know, three hundred thousand dollars a term or something, and his kids can just go there for free. They're going to give him free holidays whenever he wants. You know, his wife's going to get to open up her own shop. It's all paid for. I was thinking, like, fucking, what alternative methods are there? Like, you know, like trying to circumvent the cap and that kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, I think, I think, to me, like, it's not obvious because I, I don't know. But the the logical thing for me is some sort of sponsorship deal with one of the other MLSE companies yeah, like, yeah i don't know how obviously that's mad against the rules to to be able to say oh we'll offer you this as well but there's got to be some sort of 
maybe outside of the meeting, somebody pulls him to the side like, yeah, you're going to get an extra $200 million out of this or whatever. Yeah. If you if you just advertise fucking, I don't know what MLS do, but like, yeah, advertise real sports or something like that, like, there's just going to be a, a ton of money that they throw at him outside of hockey. And that's got to be the alternative way of doing it, because otherwise it's, what what could they possibly offer that's that's thinking outside of the box and yet still within the CBA? Like it can't it can't be anything that nobody else would think of doing, you know? Don't know. I'm thinking like maybe like private jet or <laughs> you know some kind of like you get your own. Plane. You, you don't have to travel with the team. Yeah. You get your own plane with a shower. We'll give you an Airbus, but just for you and your family. That's it. If you sign with us, we promise that Mitch Marner won't ask you to play Fortnite with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. All the Leafs players have been told in a secret meeting, look, if Tavira signs, you have to let him win at Fortnite every time, okay? Oh, come on! <laughs> Bullshit! <laughs> and it's just like... Give you anno- annoying rookie insurance. <laughs> it's like one of the rookies is like really good, but he's running around with a shotgun going, oh no, oh no, don't shoot me. Oh, you won again. Oh, well played. It's like playing like ice hockey with Putin. You just gotta like... Just let him win. <laughs> um, I forgot. I was going to ask about Tavares actually, but but this was before, obviously Trot signed, which would obviously now lead us to believe that Tavares is staying. But maybe there's the, the Sharks. We're going to be in for maybe him or the Sharks because they've got like a ton of cap room now, and they loads of space. Yeah, and they haven't got a sign. I mean, they've obviously. I think the the highest profile player is Thornton, but even you would think he's not going to get that much at his age and I think uh, Thomas Hurtle and there's a couple of others but that was it not sort of big names mm. you would think would command a hefty fee um, with I think I think Hurtle will get a decent maybe like a like a Nazem Kadri type deal a 6x5 or maybe 6x4-5 or something like that yeah. but but I think with, with Joe Thornton being the one who would arguably command the most money I'd absolutely think that if they signed Tavares Joe Thornton would be the first kind of player that would be like right I'll fit in around this because this is a fantastic squad that I want to be a part of. Yeah, and I can, you know, it's like a I can win a cup kind of thing. Um, see the Sharks maybe making. Yeah, Thor- a- Thor has made his money. Like Sharks maybe making a move for Carson or Doughty or like Eric Carson, not John Carson. Maybe John Carson. I don't know. No, no, William Carson or William Carson. <laughs> yeah, because um, they're gonna, have to, you know, you you know what GMs are like. It's like it's, you know, it is. It's like it's like football manager. If you're really good. Even if you've got like 200 million quid in the bank, you think, ah, oh, I better spend that. <laughs> I've got all this money. I should probably spend it. Like, I've just won the quadruple, but I want to buy some more players. And you think all that money is sat there. They're just going to be like, ah, oh, let's spend it on someone. I better overspend on a sub centre back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I think, yeah, absolutely. Like, because. Because Doug Wilson and the Sharks were in for Stephen Stamkos a couple of years ago, they, it's been no, no, uh, no secret that they've gone big game hunting the last few years, and I think this is as much of a, a red flag, probably not the right term, but for uh, for them being up to something. Well, then, well so yeah, I, I definitely got. Well, I was say, yeah, well, um, they met with Kovalchuk last week, didn't they? Apparently, as well, or this week, early this week. Yeah, um, I was just. <laughs> Who, you said, whoever it is, I think said, the Sharks are going to come away with, with some sort of big free agent prize. When you said the wrong term was a red flag, I thought, okay, here we go, Kovalchuk. <laughs> <laughs> Those pesky reds. He's from Mother Russia. 
Um, I, d- I don't know if Kovacic could sign with um, with the Sharks though, because I don't know if they're we, enough of a contender. You know, you heard, yeah. But then if they can, if they maybe land, you know, I was going to say a big fish. Jesus, there's a pun. If they land a big name player, you know, suddenly it looks. But then Kovacic wants a lot of money. You know, he wants big money, doesn't he? Um, he probably was like three by six or something. Which I would be against. To be fair, I would be. I would be against. Um, but then, but then, yeah. But then it was obviously like Kovacic's going to talk to all the teams. You know, he just he wants to play in New York, and he'd love to go to New York, and that's pretty much where he wants to play. And then he's like meeting with everybody. He's you know apparently he's been fucking everywhere. So he's doing what oh. Tavares should be doing, which is just you know, this is it. Like as you touched out. on a minute ago. It'd be so stupid if Tavares is he's come all this way, got onto days away from where he can start speaking to other teams, hasn't signed a contract yet. If he signs a contract between now and the and the sort of Official. negotiation period or whatever it is, yeah. He's he's a fucking moron. Yeah. Like he's the stupidest bloke on planet Earth if he does that. I'd imagine, you know, if he does sign with the, the Islanders again, it'll be a Stamkos from a couple of years ago where he pokes his head up from, from outside the submarine, has a little look around and thinks, now nah, stuff this, I'll stay inside. Yeah, even, but, if, yeah, if, he, even if, he, if he wants to stay, that's fine if you want to stay, but you never know what teams are going to try. If, you, if they find out you're available, my Jesus Christ, can you imagine what some teams are going to do if they find out he's actually considering not being there? You know, they're going to move heaven and earth to try and get him. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. He's going to be the biggest free agent... Um, the biggest free agent full stop for in the last ten years, if not longer. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah. Um, yeah, Kovalchuk can't get a read on. He's apparently meeting with everybody, so God knows where he's going to end up. Um, before I forget, I wanted to ask because obviously I didn't we didn't touch it last week. Uh, what did you think about Ovi and his uh, his wackiness? Oh, it's beautiful. Like the the most incredible thing that we've ever seen in our lives, isn't it? Oh, like it's the it's, best. It's. It's exactly how everyone he he set the bar for what to do with the with the cup once he won it. <laughs> it's true. Not only is is he the greatest goal scorer probably ever, he's now set the bar for celebrations from winning the cup ever as well. Just fucking. He's he's been the best at winning. <laughs> yeah, he's the best at winning. There should be an, he should have got an award in NHL awards like for winning. <laughs> it should be best winner. The Ovechkin Award every year goes to the best winner. Well, do, you, do you see that photo of him with like five or six trophies just out on that table? I think he got plenty enough awards as it was. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. Oh, it was the best. Fucking keg stands, swimming in the fountain, doing fountain angels, and then press-ups. That that keg stand one is the, is the <laughs> best one for me, just where he resurfaces from the keg stand and he's clearly like absolutely melted. And then just starts like pumping his fist or whatever. It's just ah, oh, mate, beautiful. The most he's he's just been devolved into to any average frat boy who's had seventeen cans of Bud Light. <laughs> he's the best. He's the, and it's I put on Twitter. It turns out the thing we all wanted and we didn't realize it was for Ovi to win the cup. We never knew we wanted that, but now we all wanted that for sure. It's the best thing. He's the best. I love him so much. And you know what the best thing is now, don't you? Is that no. when he gets his official day with the cup and he takes it to Russia and Putin gets to play with it, it's going to make everything even worse. It's oh my God, I don't even want to think about his, the ramifications of that. His, his heel turn 
is going to be so monumental. It's going to be the best. They're trying to get him to Russia, aren't they, for the World to the World Cup? They want to get him like on the pitch for a Russia game, apparently. <coughs> oh, really? Excuse me. Yeah, apparently so. Which with the with the Stanley Cup <laughs> again? Which makes sense. It makes sense, doesn't it? Like, like maybe the I mean maybe the greatest player ever. I mean, I mean probably to come from Russia. Certainly the greatest goal scorer ever to come from Russia has just won the biggest trophy in all of hockey, and you've got the World Cup at the same time. Come on, I mean mm. this marketing writes itself. And he's 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 a bigger star in Russia than any of those uh, football players are. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He has to. You <laughs> need what he needs to do it. Oh God. He needs to just do something like he needs to get like a slip and slide or something, just so he can carry on drinking. Because when he gets to Russia, <laughs> when he gets to Russia, it ain't going to be beer, is it? It's going to be all the fucking straight vodka. Because they they've said that to me that like the world they're, they're running out of beer in some Russian cities. Did you hear that? There's no, I haven't heard that. Yeah, they're running at out, all. They're running out of beer because they didn't realise that all the football fans would be drinking beer. They thought they'd be ordering like Russian vodka or like stuff like that. Not just beer, so drinking spirits in the stands. Yeah, but what you can do as well is they've they've made these um, for the for the World Cup. They've made these boxes that can carry eight beers at once, and it's got a handle. Yeah, and it's got a handle. So in theory, you could get sixteen beers in one go and not drop any of it. There's no like. Wibbly wobbly, oh my! You like you see guys at the cricket, don't you? They've got like a tray of beers. The fucking ball comes over from a six, and they go arse over tit, and the beers everywhere and stuff. No, none of that. It's all perfectly laid out, perfectly set up. You just pick them up and you just walk with them normally, and you can carry sixteen beers at once. But what we're gonna do next is go change up for Domi. Just get that, get that out of the way, squeeze it. Do you know what, Will? <laughs> I'm not sure. No. I'm not sure that Mark Bergevin knows that you don't have to trade a player for a player. I don't think he realizes that you can trade players and other things for a player. Or, it's, it's not going to be like just one thing for one thing. No. It's like stickers. You know, like Bergevin would trade an England shiny for like the reserve Uruguayan left back. You know, and that's that's not how it works. It's a shiny for a shiny, or maybe three regular stickers for a shiny sticker. I don't think Bergevin gets that. He's he's missing fundamental um, fundamental rules of the game. <laughs> yeah, completely. I, do, I mean, I, all right. My brain can't even. How does he do this again? This isn't as bad as the others. Let's get out of the way. Let's get that out of the way right now. It's not as bad. This as... is improving. To be fair, he's, he's getting yeah, better. Right? You know what? Yeah. To be fair, you're right. He's actually showing signs of growth. So maybe I should ease off on him a little bit. It's clearly not as bad as Subban and Weber, and it's not as bad as Sergeyev and Druan. But the same thing with again with Galchenyuk before the trade deadline was. Oh, they're going to get this for him. They want this for him. They want that. And then he just does. Then he just does a one for one. When they need a center, they're trading a guy who has scored thirty goals. For a guy who scored, what did he score? 
he scored something like nine goals or something like that, and four of them were empty netters or something. That that's exactly what he scored. Is that right? Is it nine? Okay, yeah, and four empty, yeah. and four empty netters. And how living living in a hockey bubble is a phrase that we use all the time. But Mark Bergevin must be in the deepest hockey bubble in the world because everybody knows the Canadians need a centre. Not a guy who plays wing who then can play centre. But he just doesn't... He's he's clearly, again, just in panic, do something mode. I, I think with this one, it's it's one where Bergevin and his head had decided probably 18 months ago, I'm going to get rid of Alex Galchenyuk. I can't have Alex Galchenyuk on my team anymore. Like this is this is done. And and in the, and, and another thing, like he decided that he wasn't going to play him at centre. Like Alex Galchenyuk is not a centre as far as the Montreal Canadiens are concerned. So the fact that Max Domi doesn't play centre naturally isn't necessarily yeah you know, a bad thing. They've just traded a left winger that they didn't want for a left winger that they now do want. But my, my biggest problem with this trade is the fact that best case scenario for the Montreal Canadiens, like if all the chips fall perfectly, this is a meh trade, like it's a sideways move. Yeah. Because at the moment, Galchenyuk's a better player than Max Domi. If Max Domi improves to the player he can be, he's going to be as good as Galchenyuk could be or has been. Like, it's just very... Yeah, sideways. It's just nothing. Like it's it's solely a. I wanted to get rid of this player, so I got a player that's not this player and is ultimately very similar to this player. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the good point, isn't it? Is that if Max Domi improves a fair bit, he just gets to Alex Galchenyuk's best level. He doesn't like go way past him or anything like that. And you think like with the with the you would think as well if they want to ship out Alex Galchenyuk, fine. But you say to teams, okay, we because they've got like they've got four second round picks this year and three fourth round picks. You say to a team, if we give you Alex Galchenyuk a second round pick and a fourth round pick, what what would we get back? And just put it out there, because you would think they would get way more than if they just say, we're looking at you know Galchenyuk one for one, or that'd be enough to get the tenth overall pick. I'd have thought out of Edmonton. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, probably, yeah. Or, you know, I don't or, know. You at least another get... thing I think about the, the acquisition of... Sorry, you know, go on. No, go, go on, it's fine, it's fine, go on. Like the, the acquisition of Domi specifically, who's a bit of a chippy, goal-scorey, streaky player. Like, he's got offensive upside, but ultimately he's a chippy winger. You look at the other wingers that... that um, the Canadians have on their roster players like Brendan Gallagher, players like Nick Delorier, uh, Andrew Shaw. Like they've already got these players. Like you know what I mean? There's no. He's just getting the same player over and over again. Max Max Domi is a is a poor man's left-handed Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just, I just, I don't understand it. Especially, like I say, especially I when, you've got, when you've got picks to play with. It's ridiculous. And, and like you say, if you, if you pack, package Galchenyuk second and a fourth, you get a decent centre. You, you get, get a good centre. You get a centre who can play centre. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
Less, even if you ignore the fact that you're trading away someone who has played centre and has played their best hockey at centre. There doesn't need to be yes. any kind of descriptive term in front of the word centre. You pack, you you package Alex Galchenyuk a second and a fourth. You'll get a centre. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to say. <laughs> okay. Hell, if if I was a GM and you offer me Galchenyuk straight up, I'll trade you some sort of centre. Like, yeah, yeah, no question. I'll change you a guy. I'll I'll, I'll give you a guy. Fine. I just I just. <sighs> Again, though, it's just moronic. I, just... I, I, I hope he does really well at the Coyotes. I really do. I hope they chuck him in that second line centre role behind Derek Stepan, playing with maybe Fisher and Dvorak or something like that. Hell, chuck Clayton Keller on his wing, whoever it is. I hope he just smashes it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would be funny. It would be funny. Did you uh, did you read about um, what came out in the press afterwards about Galchenyuk's dad? Galchenyuk's dad? No. Yeah. So apparently. <clears throat> again I don't know if this is true or not I don't know if this is I mean I assume it has to be true because you, you couldn't make this up like you wouldn't even as a reporter you wouldn't make this up but it came out in the press after after the trade that Galchenyuk's dad would like if he played or missed a pass or did something wrong his dad would just berate him after the game and would just be like, oh my, oh my God, God, what are you doing? That's a, you know, God, you idiot, and all this kind of stuff. And in between periods, Galchenyuk would check his phone for updates on his game from his dad. That's so bad. And that's, that's... Do you know, like, like, fucking hell. That That's awful from, like, a regular standpoint, let alone yeah. the fact that this geezer's, what, 24, 25? Yeah. He's a grown man now. And he, he's still being treated like a like a kid, and and like his dad's a really terrible sports parent. I know, Jesus. But then some, someone up. else made someone else made the point that why why would you if you're a reporter, you know, did 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 they sit on that just for a case of well now he's gone we can talk about him kind of thing? Do you not report it because it could be bad to him at the time and. I know. I got into a whole. I got into a whole reading a whole other thread about sort of you know sports journalism and when can you report things and stuff like that. But yeah, that story fucking that blew my mind <laughs> completely. Hopefully, Galchenyuk's dad can't get a green card for for America and has to just stay in Montreal so he can't follow him to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, did you hear about uh, Artemi Panarin? I did, I did hear about Artemi Panarin yeah. um, refusing to sign a, a contract extension in Columbus, uh, so- spitting on the state flag <laughs> of Ohio, uh, personally <laughs> shitting in Yarmo Kekalainen's coffee cup. It was quite a uh, quite a day for Artemi. Yeah, Bis- besmirching the very American flag that John Tortorella, that John Tortorella says you must stand for at every occasion. Um. Yeah, so apparently it came out. I the first thing I was that he wasn't going to sign with Columbus, and then like and then about an hour later it came out that he's just not ready to sign a long term deal right now. Which are two dead two different things, obviously. Um, if you're Columbus, and you- the the concerning thing for me is the fact that Panarin through his agent Dan Milstein has, has said this to Columbus without them even discussing a, a contract extension. <laughs> Yeah. It's, a, it's like sitting with someone and that like yeah, you're not even having a conversation with and just like turning to them and saying, 
I'm not very attracted to you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And just carrying on <laughs> as yeah. it's like, oh, right, it's a bit unnecessary. All right, thanks for that. Okay. Cut my feelings uh, a bit there. Don't know what to do with that information. I d- and like Kekalainen's come back now and and said we're not going to end up in a Tavares situation because Panarin's only got one year left on his deal. So the writing's on the wall for a trade, but you never know in this league, do you? You never know. You never know, but I don't know. I mean, where does the end? It's probably gone. He's probably gone back to the Blackhawks, isn't he? <laughs> Third for Brandon Saad. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. My uh, the two teams that that sprung to mind for me, because the problem with the Panarin trade is is he's so damn good. Like every yeah. every man and his dog's gonna want him, but not every man and his dog can afford him. And yeah, it's it's all well and good. You know, you can have all these fans on Twitter saying, "Oh, if we give like our fourth best prospect uh, a second round pick and a conditional fifth, then yeah, that should be enough to get him, shouldn't it?" Like. No, it's not going to be enough. You're going to have to give up a decent first-round pick, a good prospect, and probably a roster player. Yeah, he's and gonna... not everybody could have. I think from now on, we just as a quick aside, we need to say for any good player, wait from now on, we're just going to call that the going rate. So from the now on, going rate. The going rate is a first rounder, a good prospect, and a roster player. That's it. That's the going. So from now on. In perpetuity on this podcast, until until I say otherwise, that's called the going. <laughs> that's called the going rate. So to get Panarin, that is what the going rate is. You to get Panarin, you're going to have to pay the going rate. Yeah, you absolutely are, and, and I don't think a lot of teams are equipped to play the pay the going rate. And and some that have the yeah, obviously everyone has. Most teams at least have a first round pick, a decent prospect. And a roster player. You certainly hope so. They are NHL teams. Um, but they can't necessarily afford to pay that price. So the two that sprung to mind to, for me were the Golden Knights. Yep. Just because it seems to be you know, tradition now after, after one year that they are included in every single trade hypothesis. But I, I really do think they could take a swing for Panera in there. If they were in on Carlson at the trade deadline, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to offer out something for Panera in. Um, and then the St. Louis Blues sprung to mind. They've got quite a few decent prospects oh, yeah. coming up. Um, do you know what? I didn't think of that. That's a great Rob- shout. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was. It made a bit of sense. Like yeah. You've got Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo and some other players of that ilk. Um Obviously, if you're bringing a player in of Panarin's calibre, you could probably afford to get rid of a player off your roster because you're going to have to make room for him. Um, and they've got their first; they've got two first round picks this year, so I I think it it could work with St. Louis. I know they were they were interested in Mike Hoffman before it turned out that he was a piece of shit and then got traded to Florida. So he's not a piece of shit. Why? He just I think I just think he's a bit dumb. He's he's a piece of shit by association. That's a fair. All right, give you that. I'll give you that. And yeah, they're interested in a scoring winger, so why not? Why not? I know that I know they're really looking for centres, but pff, mate, give a shit. Like, who needs a centre? I could be. <laughs> who who needs a centre when you got Artemi Panarin? Not Columbus, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He dragged them to the uh, to the playoffs without playing centre with like a a rookie, basically Jonathan Drouin playing centre, like. 
I know. Panarin was fucking... He was awesome this year as well. Beautiful. Franchise records in points. Yeah. Where you get 82 points, something like, something that. like that. Absolutely incredible. Something, something I hadn't quite uh, cottoned on to as well. He scored 45 more points than uh, Brandon Sartre did this year. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, what time are we on? Oh, not too bad, actually. We've got a bit of time. Uh, who was the... Um, just... We're gonna we're gonna bookend this with some football, just a bit more football, well football and hockey talk after these couple of questions, just to bookend the show properly, like a like a professional, will like a real professional. God, I like it. I love it. Um, who was the uh, the player who was the video games addict that we never <laughs> we never gave the answer to? <laughs> well, I hope this is gonna be our big break by being the only people to actually Same talk thing. about it and put a name to it. Um, I, this is purely just off of my. Speculation, like I've got. Obviously, I'm I'm not an insider. I've not got any information that nobody else has. That's one insider. What's I think? I think I think it's uh, I think it's Michael Dow Cole. Really? That's 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 what my money's on. Like you think he was picked fifth overall in in 2014. He's not panned out. Played in the OHL. Big OHL scorer. Sure. Why not? Why not Michael Dalco? If it's not Michael Dalco, I, I don't know who it is. But yeah, that that's that's who my money's on. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to offer any uh, insight into that because I don't want to get sued. Um, I'll leave that <laughs> one with you. Will uh, <laughs> the news? If like Jeff Merrick turns up on my door with a yoga mat under his arm, <laughs> threatening to beat me up, that'd be uh, that'd be a good day. He's going to stretch you. That's what he's going to do. Um, <laughs> Did you? I don't know if that you... sounds much more threatening than it could do. <laughs> do you know what that is? That's a that's a wrestling term. Is that when somebody who's training you puts you in these terrible legitimate submissions and just bends you like a pretzel to make you scream in legitimate pain? It's called they're gonna. He you know he stretched him. He taught him a lesson by stretching him. <laughs> that's fucking archaic. It is. It is. It's terrible. Uh, did you see the uh, the results of the esports? NHL, uh, NHL 18 uh, Gaming World Championships final? Uh, I saw by way of uh, valued esports reporter Dan Masters that a European made the final. They did a fin- well, they had, a, they, had a, um, they had six players, two from America, two from Europe, and then two from Canada. And it was a, a Finnish player who won it. Um, so well done, Europe. I like it. We got, we've got the best, well uh, the best hockey... What's, uh, Christ, what's the word? Virtual hockey player in the world, which is nice. The the best chill player. Yeah. And do you know good, what? I can't believe good. I, I like can't, I like that. I can't believe you find his name now. Can't believe it. But, it's probably Yerky something. <laughs> it might be something like that, actually. <laughs> anyway. Something with, with a bunch of odd, odd consonants. Speaking of... Uh, virtual hockey. Have you seen the trailer for NHL 19? Uh, yeah, but... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just at the point now where I just need... I need 2K to make a hockey game. I, I know... Do you know what this is? This is the same as... Um, it's the same as not having hockey on Sky Sports. Like, to grow the game, just fuck off that EA contract and just give it to... Whoever wants to make a hockey game, you can use the licenses, make a game. Because at this point, they don't need the... What, seriously, how much can EA be paying NHL for exclusive rights? They can't pay them that much, because it's hockey. 
So just fucking farm it out. Because I I've played on the um, the two K basketball games and they're so good. Their career mode is so good, and I don't even like basketball, but that's it's amazing. And I think I'm at the point now where I am. Oh look, you can play on a pond. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Like be... I got I got excited for threes last year, just because I thought, oh that's a bit different. That looks kind of fun. And I played one game of it when I got an HN eighteen. I thought, well, this is just shit, isn't it? And and that. That's exactly the same with the pond stuff. Like, oh, great! You can unlock a different coloured beanie and hoodie combination yeah. by playing. It's oh. it's basically World Cup Willy is is the mode that they're offering. Yeah, which kind of sounds fun in its own way, but I reckon it's just going to be shit. Like all people want, I said this. Maybe our first or second show, I'm sure I did. All players want from NHL games is a really good career mode and online to not be glitchy as fuck. That's it. You do those two things. We don't want anything else. And then we'll buy the game every year because we want because we can't be half we can't be asked half the time updating rosters or doing X Y and Z to make it more up to date. We can't be bothered doing that. So you don't need all this newfangled shit. You don't need anything else on the game. You need like a good career mode and a decent online system that's not glitchy and, and bullshit, which it is because it is. And fucking those like and fucking ultimate team cards. It doesn't mean any. You know, it's just it's just bollocks. Oh, we're bringing out a Movember Drew Doughty. And? <laughs> so what? <laughs> this one's got a 94 rating. The one you've got has got a 93 rating. And those two things are exactly the same until we decide during any random game that the 94 player is going to play like a 78 player. And then you just end up raging because it's shit. So, yeah. I, this I, I've, I've bought the past three or four. I'm not going to buy it this year because I've just... I've reached my limit like I did with FIFA. And then in the end, I just thought, why am I, why am I buying this every year? They don't change anything ever. It's always the same shit every year. So, See, I don't want to come out and say that I'm not going to buy NHL 19 because I know in my heart of hearts I'm actually just a terrible human being and make awful life choices <laughs> um, shout, on a, on a very regular basis. Shout out to Will's missus. <laughs> oh, she, she's very aware of the, of the terrible choices I make on a very very regular basis some of them annually such as buying every single copy of NHL that ever comes out yeah. like oh, I want to be strong Dan I really do but I didn't want to buy NHL 18 and um do you know what it is it's just an age thing be... mate That's all. it's just an age thing that'll come with age you'll get your shit oh sick. I see obviously you're, you're lording it over me now that you're you're more mature than I am well in that in that regard yeah <laughs> but that's it. Like, God, quick aside here, but they've just released um, Jurassic Park Evolution. Um, so you can basically, you can build, it's you know, it's, it's like a city builder basically, but you build a Jurassic Park and you can... That's like, um, like Sim Zoo City. Tycoon. Yeah, Zoo Tycoon, Sim Jurassic city, Park Tycoon. Planet Coaster, all those kinds of games. And I love those games. Um so when it got when I heard it was getting released, I was thinking, "Oh my god, yes, I'm getting that day one. Gonna buy it." Waited a couple of days, saw some reviews. They were all good, but it's fifty quid. I'm not paying fifty quid, and plus, I'd rather get it on PC because there'll be loads of mods for it. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait until like the Steam Autumn Sale or the Steam Christmas Sale or something. I'll get it for twenty five quid. By that point, there'll be loads of mods for it, and I'll enjoy it more. So. You just you just end up yeah it's just that and you know until until somebody comes to me and says because my 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 mate who 
he kind of watches basketball now and again. Like he watches he's of all the friends I've got, he watches it the most, but he's not sort of hardcore. But he said, Oh, I've got I've got um I've got NBA two K like eighteen. It's fucking amazing. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll have a couple of so I had a couple of goes. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Two K just make the best games. And they just they just need to give them the contract. But they won't because people are fucking idiots and they'll keep spending twenty five quid every day on fucking ultimate team cards that mean nothing. Twenty five quid a day. <laughs> Dude, my my cousin spends all his money on FIFA cards, on Ultimate Team cards. I'm sure. Oh, that's I'm, so sad. I'm sure by this point, my cousin could like. I'm sure he could afford a house by this point, if he wasn't paying for Ultimate Team cards. That literally. But like he's got 17 different editions of the Ronaldo card. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's Team of the Season Ronaldo. How's that different to your November Ronaldo? It's a different color. Okay, great. <laughs> well done, you. Okay. I know. And yeah, so yeah. Speaking of football, I wanted to. Uh, I had a quick thing because I thought about sports this year. Well, over the past couple of seasons, obviously we had Leicester, we're in the Prem, we had Vegas and the Caps going to the Cup oh, final. We had the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. We had the Cubs breaking their hundred and whatever year was curse, winning the uh, the baseball. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron. Turn the Cavaliers from a joke into contenders every year. Who is, who is the World Cup version of that? So if I said to you a team's going to win this year, who is it? And then, kind of rhetorically, but is it England? I don't know. If, I don't know if England's necessarily the right choice because they won in nineteen sixty six, didn't they? Well, <laughs> I don't. Need to, I don't mean to drop some mathematics bombshell on you, but that was over fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's not one hundred and fifty years ago. Yeah, but the World Cup only started in nineteen thirty. <laughs> yeah, but still, the the point is like the Cubs. The Cubs are one hundred and fifty years ago, which is a long time. No, the Cubs, uh, was the like, was like the Cubs never. Like, no, the Cubs like was it like one hundred eight? I think it's like one hundred eight or one hundred seven or something like that. I, I thought it was 4,000 years ago. Um, <laughs> the Capitals had never won it, it since their inception. So obviously Vegas being their first year. Leicester is a combination of the first year back in the Prem and they've never won. They didn't even win Division 1 ever, did they? I don't think so, now. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's all firsts for those clubs. Yes, I, I understand that 1966 was well, a grand total of 52 years of hurt. But I don't know... England or England are definitely they're probably the right answer, but um, because it's not a team like it's not a team like uh, let me think like we were saying before like Panama or Peru or whatever that's beyond like that's beyond Vegas levels if Panama like won the World Cup that's beyond anything that of, of craziness in sport there's nothing like that um, well Port- Portugal then. No, but they've just won the Euros. They won the Euros two years ago. Yeah, but who so gives a shit about the Euros? <laughs> well, they do. Because it's like... That's like that's such a stupid thing to say. Teams that, teams in the European Championships care about the European Championships. They want to win. It's a major trophy. It's a major international trophy. That's not a major trophy, though, is it? It is a major trophy, Well, It really is. I've never seen it. Is it a pretty big trophy? or? <laughs> It's kind of odd looking. Ah, 
Is that is that the weird one that's like a vase and it's yeah, got it's loads like of vase. lines on it? Yeah, and it's silver as well. Yeah, weird, weird old thing. But that's but yeah, but Portugal have had recent Portugal have had a recent success, so you can't count them. It's not Spain. Right, fair enough. I, I'd forgotten that they'd uh, they'd won. It's not Spain because they've won it. Like they 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 won it at the you know the World Cup and the Euros. They held them at the same time. Not France. They won it in like two thousand two. They um, they won the World Cup in ninety eight and then the Euros in two thousand. Sorry. Obviously, Brazil were already there. Maybe Argentina, but Argentina, nah. No, Argentina won it. They won it in eighty six. Yeah, eighty six, and they got to the final in ninety. So I mean, yeah. and they got to final last time out, didn't they? They lost to Germany in the final last time. Oh yeah, exactly. So uh, so maybe not them. Oh mate. I earned so much money on that World Cup, it was ridiculous. Did you? How? Yeah, we had this weird sweepstakes at work where um, the basically for... I think it's for every goal you scored and then combined with like every... Uh, no, it was just off every, every goal your team scored. We drew two teams each. Every goal your team scored, um, you got X amount in... Um, Ah, oh, what they could, like cash bonds or something like that. Basically, like high street vouchers that you could use at oh, okay, okay, most yeah. places. Um, and the two teams that I drew were Germany and Argentina. Shit. <laughs> oh, mate, it was I. I no word of a lie. I won like four hundred and seventy quid off of that. <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> like the most, just every week we'd have a little right what's happened in the last week and I'd just be handed like 80 quid <laughs> it's loopy absolutely ludicrous it lasted me for so long as well just because you couldn't spend it like you couldn't spend it at Tesco or whatever you couldn't spend it on food or petrol or whatever yeah yeah so I just whenever I you know got a new game or got some clothes from Tottenham or whatever it's like damn getting out of these weird slips crazy absolutely crazy Best time of my life. My wife's done a sweep, my wife's done a sweepstake at her work, and she got uh, she got France and Brazil. I thought, fuck you, lucky fuck. That's such a good double to get that's, out. That's awful. Have we got over the? Have you got a sweepstakes at your work or? Uh, yeah, but there's only two people in the office, so I've got 16 teams, and she's got 16 teams. So it's not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> 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 that's amazing you should just have a little bet on the final or something and you know what as well like since last what day is it today Thursday. since last Wednesday I have not seen one single person at work really yeah because my manager's been off my manager's on um, on holiday because her um, her daughter-in-law's getting married abroad so they've been away for 10 days and because she's away for 10 days, the trainer who works in our office is covering the other stuff she does, which involves like looking after a special school and doing all kinds. So she's always out. Um, so yeah, I've not seen a single person since last Wednesday. Living the dream, just turning up for work in your pants. <laughs> Living the- Watching the World Cup from the sounds of it. Yeah, it's true. I've had it. I've, well, just same with, same with like some days when I used to watch hockey. I just put on my phone, put my phone on my desk and just kind of, Check it and you know periodically periodically check in while I'm doing other stuff. So do you think it's England then? <laughs> I think I think England's got to be the choice. Um, I can't think of any other countries. Um, There's like Poland, Senegal, Colombia. 
that well, this, this, this is it like any of them are uh, a candidates in some ways um ah uh, Belgium I think it's Belgium and now but Belgium haven't been a contender for all these years like you think like um like the capital because the the problem with comparing it to all these other sporting anomalies like capitals have been contenders for years I don't know about the Cubs, but it sounds like the Cubs haven't necessarily been on that level of of the Capitals. No, there were t- there were times um, there were times where the Cubs like could have won it and just like you know just like jinxed themselves out of it, basically. Yeah. Okay. So that's more about the l- longevity of going without a championship rather than whether they should have won it or not. Um, the, Leicester the is about the surprise as well as Vegas sort of thing. Like, there's no uniformity in what you're comparing them to. Like, there's going to be. So, I, I still think Portugal would be the, the capitals because winning the European Championships is a little bit like winning the President's Trophy. <laughs> it is a little bit, a little bit. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, England would probably be like the Cubs, let's say. And then, yeah, Belgium would be... I don't know if you can compare Belgium to like the Knights and uh, and Leicester because they've got a really good team. No, yeah, the Knights and Leicester would be like I say, like South like Korea, a Poland, or yeah, South or, yeah, Korea, South Korea or Poland, Japan, or something, or, like that, or Morocco, yeah. or whatever, yeah. coming out and doing it. Mexico, Mexico, why not? Mexico's not a bad shout either. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Should we finish there? Then do you think? Is that enough for this week? Yeah, probably. It's getting a bit late. Oh. I think we've Can't covered really uh, to... all the major news, which no doubt there'll be some major news like the second we stop doing this, but what can you do? Well, I've been checking Twitter periodically and it looks like nothing is happening. Um, Thank God. What have we... Um, what have we? Yeah, I think the only thing we've really missed is, is Austin Watson, but um, whatever, some, some other piece of shit hockey player beats his wife. like. Yeah. But then I didn't want to. I didn't. I, I mentioned that. I think I mentioned that at the start. But I didn't want to talk about it without, without all the details because it's just like, well, yeah, we, we've heard the headline. That's it. There's nothing. We don't know anything else, do we? So there's no point talking about that until. I even maybe might have been talk about point talking about it at all. But um, I thought I didn't want to talk about that without having all the facts in front of me. So no, absolutely. Like, there's, there's still more to come out about that. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, doesn't sound good, does it? No. No, it doesn't sound good at all. Um, yeah. Fucking hell. People, just, you know, just be, just try and be nice to each other, please. It's not difficult. Yeah. Stop being such terrible, terrible human beings. Yeah. Alrighty. With that then, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll sign off for this week. If you want to get in touch with us, folks, there's always Twitter at Dan Straight Edge. Will you are at W E V E V E R E T two. There's the at Two Brits One Puck Twitter account number two number one. Thank you for listening, everybody. Will any last words? Um, my last words. We've got we've got the draft coming up. That's another thing we didn't didn't speak about at all. Even though the fact that it's happening in what twenty five hours now. The thing um, is though, the thing is though with the draft, I feel like, oh God, look, I don't want to, I don't want to alienate any of the audience who's actually listening to us ramble on about this stuff. But if you're doing a mock draft past number five, you know, just have a word with yourself, please. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, have a word. 
you know, leave it out. One, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, they're fun numbers. I mean, usually it's only one, two, and three. Well, you know, let's go to five. I'll throw you a boat. <laughs> they're fun numbers. Yeah. Some of my favourite numbers are one through five. <laughs> I'll throw you a bone. But, you know, if, you, if you're going down to the second round and stuff like that, just maybe reevaluate your life, okay? That's all I've got to say about that. And uh, here to announce next week's guest, uh, Corey Prodman of the Athletic Draft <laughs> <laughs> Charm Specialist. <laughs> He's going to tell me why number 27 is really exciting. <laughs> I think I do get... Do you get excited for the draft, Dan? Or are you not that much of a loser? Uh, oh. I do, but only when there's like... Only when there's like an anomaly in it. Like I was last year, because obviously the, the teams had jumped. So it was like, oh, cool. Whereas this year, eh, we know Darlene's going one. It sends Zadner and fucking the Russian dude, uh, Tvechnikov, two and three. So, or, you know, whichever order they go in. And then after that, it's like, meh, you know. I'm, I'm quietly excited for it. You're not going to stay up and, uh, and listen out for, for the first round? No, not in the slightest. I think I uh, I stuck around for it last year because the Stars had the third overall pick and I just wanted to make sure that they picked Vera Heiskinen. But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm gonna wake up happily Saturday morning, check Twitter and uh, and watch it melt down because someone with the seventh overall Vancouver didn't pick the right defenseman. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing. And, and like like I say. And like the Bruins haven't even got a first round pick this year, so there's no point even me like you know, <laughs> oh who are we going to get at number seventeen or twenty three? It's just like no, there's not even anybody, so it doesn't really matter. No, it's it's who are we going to get at number fifty seven or fifty nine? Yeah, whatever. exactly. It's not it's not important at all. So no, I won't be standing the, the one. The one thing I will say is, as a as a Stars fan, um, they're picking at thirteen this year, and um, I just I just want them to pick. A player who's going to actually play in the NHL regularly <laughs> and do something. Because uh, apart from Heiskanen, they've picked Riley Tuft uh, in 2016, who um, isn't necessarily looking like a great shout. No. They picked Dennis, Dennis Gurianov in 2015 at number 12 when players like Matt Barzell and Kyle Connor were still on the board. Um, Dennis Gurionov has most recently been most famous for being a healthy scratch in the Calder Cup finals which is just what you want out of one of your top prospects of course and um, in, uh, in 2014 they picked Julius Honka who is yeah, great, seems to be a great player but has been systematically um, alienated from the organisation so uh, for the love of God Jim Neal and Joe McDonnell just pick a fucking player like yeah. a player. I don't care if he's a four, you know, fourth liner, top six D, whatever. Just a guy who will get on the ice at some point. Yeah, in, in 2020, I want to be able to say, oh yeah, that guy's playing. Excellent. That'll do. I know. But again, like that—that's the thing. Where mock, like, I just get, I just laugh at mock drafts and stuff. All right, fine. If it's your job, all right. Yeah, obviously that's your job. So you know. Get your fucking projections out there and why you think teams should pick X, Y, or Z, and that 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 makes sense. But it's such a crapshoot. 
again, like picking. You never know who's going. You never know who's going to turn out. And it's always every year we get there. Can you believe they took this guy in the fourth round? And I'm always like, yes, because no one knows anything. <laughs> it could be anybody. You just fucking. You just picking based off look at you know and. Oh, well, the scout said this. Like, how many times do you see that as well? Well, this guy was taken because the scout said he was great. What a surprise. He ends up being a dud. Because none of us actually know anything, apart from maybe the top three that are just gimmies anyway. So, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, fuck scouting, right? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's my rant on scouting and all its, uh, all its merits in the world of hockey. <laughs> Tune in next week for Dan's rant against shooting. <laughs> Assistant managers and coaches, don't get me started. <laughs> They're all just yes men. Oh, <laughs> you can't disprove it. That's <laughs> right. the sound of you being yanked away by the, uh, I assume, the assistant coach and assistant general managers association. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the uh, the big long hook. <laughs> the big long cane with the hook on it. Fucking hell. All right, should we get out of here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm probably going to want to go to bed but sometime between now and tomorrow. Yeah, fair enough. All right, everyone, take care. We'll see you later. Peace.